Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, everybody. This is Jennifer O um, in Hawaii, and uh, Bob is now calling from California today, right, Bob? I am somewhere on the West Coast. It's where in the world is Kaleo Puuvai Day? Yeah. <laughs> We could, we could do a everybody guess, and we could offer, like, I don't know, a T-shirt or something. It's cold and rainy. I'll give you a little hint. At least it's cold to me. Yes. Well, it's a little chilly here, but um, we won't talk about those temperatures. It just makes people on the mainland a little angry. <laughs> We've done but, that before, and it didn't work. It... Oh, he's cutting out on me a little bit. Am I cutting out? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, Kumu, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Yes, we had a wonderful show before, and um, we uh, wanted to have you back. You you have a uh, seminar or workshop coming up, but for those who didn't listen last time, why don't you tell everybody what you do? Sure. Um, uh, Kumu means teacher in Hawaiian, and I teach Hawaiian uh, culture, spirituality, and Hawaiian healing. And um, we have a workshop coming up on the island of Maui in Lahaina, and uh, this workshop is uh, sponsored by uh, Bridget uh, Kucher, who lives there. And uh, the first one will be this coming Saturday and Sunday, the 13th and 14th of March, and is on new beginnings. And, you know, which of us does not need a new beginning to uh, clear away the things of the past, the sorrows, the fear, and to start anew? And so uh, this workshop is on Ho'oponopono, a long word which simply means uh, recognizing when something is out of alignment or out of tune and putting it back into proper perspective again. And so this is what uh, this class is about, spiritual cleansing and Aka cord cutting ceremony and discovering what your gifts are, as well as learning how to do the seated massage, head, neck, shoulder, arms, which is deliciously wonderful. And you can share this with your family and friends. Uh, the following weekend is the 20th and 21st of March is on Hawaiian spirituality and Lomi Lomi, where I teach the table massage as well as releasing the memories of the past on each person's body and working with shells for healing. So this is what we have coming up this week. And April 9th and 10th on Oahu, we have, uh, that's a Friday, Saturday, our level one in Lomi Lomi massage and spirituality and the 11th and 12th of April, which is uh, the level two. Uh, Kahea, who is one of our kahu, she refers to that as the Harry Potter of Lomi Lomi. And um, it's kind of neat. We learn long-distance healing, uh, communicating through your Aka cords with other people. Uh, and I take them to some of the sacred places and teach them protocol. There's a lot. Yeah, it sounds like that kind of covers everything, too. It covers um, mind, body, and spirit. So yes. it's a full workshop. Yes. It sure is. And it's a lot of fun. We we have so much fun in these workshops. And 
people always tell me how happy they are that they had found the time to come, and I'm very appreciative. And, of course, the one who learns the most is the teacher, so I'm the one who benefits a lot from it. Well, and before we get started, too, um, anybody can call in and ask questions to uh, Kumu Karen. But also, in case they want to do the workshop, do you want to tell them how to get a hold of you? Sure. I can. Uh, they can either reach me directly, and my number is area code 808-228-3813, or they could call Bridget Kucher over on Maui, 808-250-2649. Okay. So if anybody's interested, again, um, on asking questions, go ahead and give us a call. Um, but if you're interested in the class, call uh, Kumo Karen at that number, or you can reach her also through my website, um, jenniferopsychic.com, and um, both of us have Facebook pages, so you could also send a message to either one of us. Mine's the Jennifer O Intuitive, and you can find Ka uh, Kumo Karen through my Facebook as well, So, and I'll probably post that just in case anyone wants to do that. So um, why don't you go ahead and... and uh, you had some uh, stuff that you wanted to talk about today. Sure. Um, what I would like to share is um, some of the Hawaiian values. And Hawaiian values are actually universal core values. These are things you've learned from your parents, your grandparents, and um, it's what pulls you through crisis in your life. And I'd like to read this little blurb here that was uh, from an unknown uh, writer but it was on Dear Abby, the sage Dear Abby, and it is called The Paradox of Our Times. And this is why we need Hawaiian values. The paradox of our times is that we have taller buildings but shorter tempers, wider freeways but narrower viewpoints. We buy more but enjoy it less, have bigger houses and smaller families, more conveniences but less time. We have more advanced degrees, but less common sense, more knowledge, but less good judgment, more medicine, but less wellness. We have multiplied our possessions, but reduced our values. We have higher incomes, but lower morals. We have been all the way to the moon and back, but have trouble crossing the street to meet a new neighbor. We have cleaned up the air, but polluted the soul, split the atom, but not our prejudices. We talk too much, love too seldom, and hate too often. These are times of steep profits and shallow relationships, more leisure but less fun, two incomes and more divorce. It is a time when there is much in the show window and nothing in the stock room. A time when technology can bring a letter to you in seconds and you can choose either to make a difference or just hit delete. And so this is something that I, I, I really would like to share with you, some of our Hawaiian values. And uh, the very first one that I would like to share with you is um, the word ha'aha'a, um, ha which means humility. And this is a story about a lady who's in the airport um, waiting for her flight to leave. 
and she gets kind of restless, so she gets up and she goes to the little um, shop where she grabs a cup of coffee and a magazine um, and a bag of cookies to eat while she's waiting for her flight to to be called. And as she's sitting there uh, reading her magazine and eating her cookies, by the way, the name of this is called The Cookie Thief, she notices out of the corner of her eye that there's a man sitting on the other side of her bag of cookies. And every time she takes a cookie, she notices that he is taking one of her cookies too. And she tries not to um, get upset, but she's wondering what will happen when there's only one cookie left in the bag and it's going down very quickly. And she's getting very irritated at this man, thinking, you know, if I wasn't such a nice person, I would tell him off or I'd give him a black eye. Well, the time comes, there's only one cookie left. And he takes the last cookie and he breaks it in half and he eats half of it and he gives, he, he offers the other half to her. And she's so angry now and she just grabs it out of her hand, and she can't believe how rude this man was. He never even asked permission, and here he is um, eating her cookies. Well, she refuses to look at him, and when her flight is called, she gets onto the plane, she gets settled in her seat, and she reads her magazine. She reaches into her purse, and her hand touches something vaguely familiar. There in her bag is her bag of cookies. And she thinks to herself, oh, no, if my cookies are here, then the cookies that I ate were his, and he tried to share. And then she realizes with grief that actually she was the rude one, the ingrate and the cookie thief. And so this word, ha'aha'a, which is humility, means that often it is hard to say, I'm sorry. And it takes humility to be able to say the words, I'm sorry, and uh, to say it with meaning. So that is um, one of our Hawaiian values. Uh, well, that's a great, yeah, that's a great story. Um, people actually have a hard time anymore, I've noticed. Everybody wants to be right or win an argument or that they're struggling for power and they're not trying to just make peace um, and they don't want to be wrong and they will find a way to um, project that by debating and trying to argue their way into being right even if they were wrong. So I think that's a very important value. It is, you know, and, and sometimes we find it hard to say I'm sorry, but when we can finally get the words out and to say a very simple, I'm sorry, or I didn't mean to do that, then we find that the other person can also be um, very forgiving or saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry too. I, I should have done something earlier. And it's a win-win situation. Now, in it some cases, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it no, it is a win-win, but um, don't you notice, I'm sure you notice as well, the energetic shift, right, when yes, that happens? You feel so much lighter. And even if the person says to you, you know, ignores you and, or says something rude, you have made your, uh, your chance, you've had your chance to ask for forgiveness. And 
the burden is no longer yours and it is lifted from your shoulder. This is the Hawaiian belief that when uh, someone cannot forgive, they carry the heavier burden, not you. Right, and that actually should be um, brought into all cultures, I believe. And, um, you know, it's the only thing with holding that with yourself, uh, if those people were to hold it or you were to hold it and not say you're sorry, you know, also health issues become, become, become involved where when people are angry and they carry that with them, as you know with your background, um, you know, it causes blood pressure to raise. Um, it causes a lot of stress and friction, and like we were talking about, when you when you just say you're sorry and try to make the peace, um, whether they accept it or not, in your own body, the blood pressure will lower, the energetic shift is better, so that's just a win-win for yourself. Exactly, exactly. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to share another Hawaiian value with you. Yeah, and, we'd love um, to Okay, the the word is, it's a kind of long word, it's called aloha kekahi i kekahi, and that simply means looking after and caring for one another. And this is a true story. Um, you know, I've been blessed so much in my life, and I I have said to God, you know what, if you ever need my help, you just ask me, you just let me know, speak to my heart, and I will be there for you. Well, I, I own this white ginger farm. It's a beautiful, fragrant flower. And I lived in Waimanalo on the back roads there and farmed these uh, beautiful blossoms. And one evening, it was quite late, I had uh, to do an errand. And um, I have to tell you that in the back roads, um, there was no street lights. Uh, there were no street lights, and there were irrigation ditches on both sides. So you really had to be careful that you didn't drive into one of them or fall into one of them. It could be quite um, dangerous. Well, one night as I was uh, going out from my home to do an errand, um, it was very dark. It was um, there was no moon in the sky and with no street lights. It was very, very uh, dark. I couldn't even see my uh, hand in front of my face. And as I went out of my little Volkswagen van, um, my headlight shone on a man who was walking alone in the darkness. And um, as I approached him, I, I locked my door and, and drove on. And it was then that I heard a voice that spoke to my heart and said, Stop the car, turn around, and pick him up. And, of course, I said, no way. I'm not picking up a stranger walking along the road. So I kept on driving, and then I heard it again. And the voice said, stop the car, turn around, and pick him up. And, again, I said, my mother didn't raise no fool. I'm not going to do this. So I just kept on driving. And the third time, it was very clear, and the voice said, you told me to let you know when I need your help, and I need your help now. Stop the car, turn around, and pick him up. And this time, I couldn't refuse, and I said, all right. I was still kind of resistant. So I turned my car around, and I figured, okay, I'll drive up next to this man, and um, you know, I'll say, do you want to ride? And he'll probably say, no, thanks, and I'll turn my car around and be on my merry way. 
And as I approached this man, I rolled down my window and I said, do you want a ride? And he said, why, yes. Thank you very much. I, I didn't think anyone would stop to pick me up so late at night, and especially not a woman. And then I'm like, oh, no, what am I doing? So I unlocked the door, and he sat down uh, in the passenger seat, and he said to me, weren't you going in the opposite direction? And I said, yes. And uh, then he told me his story. He had a DUI, and so he couldn't drive his car to work. And so that particular day, he was coming home from work and was very exhausted and had fallen asleep and missed his bus stop. And he had to do the whole circuit and come back again. And by that time, it was very late, and he didn't want to wake up his wife and children to pick him up. And so he decided it was only a mile and a half in, and he could walk home. Well, as he walked along the road, he realized what a mistake he had made, that um, there was no moon, and of course there were no lights. And as he walked in total darkness, he didn't even know what direction he was walking in, and he remembered the irrigation ditches, and he thought, if I fall in, I'm a goner, you know, they'll find me in the morning. And so he started to pray, and he asked God to please send someone to help him. And guess who God sent? <laughs> wow, that's it a was, great story. Yes, it was, a, it was a very unwilling helper. And and I felt very humble as I, I drove on his to drop him off at home. And when I did... I realized he was my next door neighbor. He, you know, when you have a farm, you may never oh. know your neighbor. He yeah. was my next door neighbor. And um, part of this about looking after and caring for one another is that we are all accountable. And God doesn't ask for our um, our ability or our inability, only our availability. And so as we make ourselves available to help others, we are blessed, and and our our heart, you know, grows in uh, in strength and in love. Uh, yeah, that is a wonderful story. And and one thing I would like to point out um, to to people just to make sure they're not picking up all strangers along the road. Um, but, <laughs> one, <laughs> but one of the things one of the things that you had pointed out. Um, was that you had heard it in your heart also, and in, in, in you as well as I do, but for everybody out there who's not familiar with this, um, your, your intuition and your, your, your hearing from God a lot of time or your guides is in the heart center. So you will know in that area um, if, or hear things and feel that area um, be tingly or just you'll know right in the heart center if that's correct. It's not normally for me um, through, the, through the mind like you would be normally logically thinking. Is it for you? It's no, it would be through the heart. Exactly. Yes. The heart. Yes. So and I don't normally of... pick up strangers either. Um, but in this case, I had asked uh, for, to be able to told, be told when help was needed. And even then, I was kind of resistant. And, you you and were so... resistant. 
but you have learned, um, and you have such a strong connection with God, and you have learned to tell the difference, though, um, and, and use your guidance through the heart center. So I think that that's an amazing story. And, and you obvi- obviously trusted um, in your connection with God and, and your um, heart center, but that's where you were listening from. And I just want, because I think everybody needs to relearn um, to not go with their head so much in their logical thinking, but realize their intuition, their their attachment to spirit is in the heart area. And that's how they can tell the difference when they're having trouble making a decision, like you were, like you were on the on the road. You know, yes, there was I can no say... way I would have um, re- rejected that, because by the time it came, it was just so strong. I'm sorry, Kaleo, what was No, that's all right. There's a, bit, there's a bit of a delay, so it's it's hard, you know, when one, one person starts... Uh, speaking, but I can I can uh, really say as as a student uh, of of Kumu's uh, and of Lomi Lomi, uh, these are some of the things that she's talking about for you listeners out there that are considering any of her classes or workshops or seminars. These are the types of things that you will learn and learn how to open up to and learn how to do it in a safe and appropriate manner. Uh, So uh, I I can't tell you the difference that it starts to make in your life. And some of the things that have happened to me health-wise because of it, um, not just the intuition, but, you know, just the, 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 the higher vibration from being more in the heart center and learning to do that and learning to, uh, give and receive um, the messages and the energy, which is a, a large part of the Lomi Lomi training, is it not? Yes, it is. Exactly. Thank you, Kaleo. Yeah, I highly encourage uh, anyone who has any interest, uh, you know, to, to really, this is a place where it just it goes far beyond, as some of our students have said, um, far beyond... Um, massage and it's just an entire I believe you mentioned it last week Lomi Lomi for example is a lifestyle with the Hawaiian values and everything and that's how those types of things open up and and uh, but you need to learn about them yes and Lomi Lomi is a lifestyle it's like yoga and um, it's not a a style or a technique but rather it's a a way to live uh, to be Pono and the word Pono means to live your life in the very best way that you know how, uh, to live with love for others and respect all people. Right, right. And you have, you continue on with your Hawaiian values, so I want to try to make sure we get them all in uh, okay. during the show. Thank you. Um, the, the next Hawaiian value that I'd like to share with you uh, is the word ho'ihi, which means reverence and respect. And this is a, a story that comes from Change We Must by Nana Viri. If you haven't read this book, you would really enjoy reading it. Change We Must by Nana Viri, V-E-A-R-Y. Um, this is a story about a lady who um, decides to have her lady friends over for a tea. And so she sets a beautiful table out in her backyard. And it's a, um, you know, the grass is green. She has her best china and silverware and crystal out. And then she looks up into the sky and there is a big dark cloud hanging overhead. Well, this person is very in tune with nature and she looks up at the cloud and she says to it, excuse me, but we are having a a little party here. 
Would you mind, please, moving over to the next uh, mountain ridge until our party is over? And do you know what happened? The cloud moved. As we have reverence and respect for nature, it has reverence and respect for us. Now, this is something that we learn in, as part of the Hawaiian spirituality, that all things are alive. They have atoms of intelligence. So before you even pick a flower, you need to ask permission and to say, may I pick this flower? Before you use a rock for a heiau, a temple, you ask permission. And in that way, you can carry the rock without carrying the weight of that rock. Now, um, one day I was on the beach in Waimanalo. It was a beautiful day, but the tide was uh, in and the waves were very, very high. And I wanted to go in to do spiritual cleansing, but I was afraid that being that I was by myself, it might be dangerous. And so I remembered this story, and, and I asked the ocean as I, I looked at the water, I said, Excuse me, but I really need to go in to do some spiritual cleansing. Would you mind being a little bit more calm for me? And as I stood there, it must have been a minute, the waves came down and down and down until it was perfectly flat. And I walked into the water and I did my spiritual cleansing and I said mahalo and I came back out and a few minutes later, the big waves came back again. And so this is about ho'ihi, reverence and respect, not only for people, um, of course, which are made up of God's energy, but all things. Right, and, and that is uh, one of the things I'd like to point out is that you are also specific in, in what you were trying to accomplish or what you were asking um, God or nature or the universe to do as well as the woman in the tea party. And some of my clients, when I'm trying to teach this, um, I don't know about when you're trying to teach this, but I notice that their confusion is in not being specific in what they're needing. They're giving too general of a of a um, of asking. They're not saying, oh, you know, can you please calm the water so I can do this. They're just saying something along the lines of, um, I wish that the waters would be calmer. You know, so they. It's, I think it helps um, if they're more specific. Don't do. Do you think that yes. as well? Yes, okay. it is. Um, it's part of putting our intent forth. I always say, you know, if you go to McDonald's and you stand there in line and what you want is a a Big Mac, a, a large order of fries, and a strawberry milkshake, your chances of getting exactly that are very slim if you don't ask. But yeah, if you just you ask, can't give me some food, <laughs> just feed <speak> me. <laughs> so if you ask for what it is you want, um, you know, spirit is a source of an unending supply of whatever it is you need, and it will be given to you. And um, sometimes we ask for things that uh, we don't need, and thank goodness um, some of our answers, it seems like we don't receive an answer, but no is also an answer that we receive. It may not be the proper time or the place or the person. Right. And so right. uh, we trust a, a higher being or intelligence in us 
to guide us when we need it. And I can just listen to these stories for like ever. I don't know. You have the best storytelling voice I've ever heard, by the way. <laughs> well, I hope that I didn't put everyone to sleep. <laughs> no, I'm just totally, I feel like a little kid. I'm totally fascinated. Just waiting to hear the next one. Well, I can share uh, another one with you. And, and the name of this Hawaiian value is Olu Olu, which means pleasing and helpful. And it's a story about a little girl named Lindsay, and she is four years old. And because she was a premature baby, she um, practically lived in the hospital. She had so many medical problems. And Lindsay had wonderful nurses who took care of her, and um, she loved all of them. But there was one special nurse whose name is Lori, and Lori um, took the time to spend her lunch hour um, playing with Lindsay or reading her books or coloring with her. And Lindsay loved Lori so much. Well, one day when Lori came to work in the morning, Lindsay was all excited and she said to, to Lori, Lori, when I grow up, I want to be what you are. And of course, Lori was very um, thrilled and she said, Thank you, Lindsay. You will make a wonderful nurse someday. And Lindsay shook her head. No, no, she said, not a nurse. She said, when I grow up, I want to be an angel. And this story tells us that each of you are angels in the lives of other people. You may not even realize how meaningful your presence is in their life. There are those who wait for you um, to see your smile, to hear your voice, um, to feel the warmth of your love. And I want to tell you that, um, that you are indeed an angel to other people. And Olu Olu means pleasing and helpful. Well, the, and you are indeed an angel to other people. I must say, you have a very um, amazing uh, presence over people. For anyone that has not met Kumu, it's it's really just wonderful to be uh, in her teaching and, uh, and in her Lomi Lomi class. Your presence is quite amazing. I Thank know you've had you. a profound. Yes, yeah, so it's my honor to be able to teach, and I am am very happy to do what I love best. I I just um, quit my job as a nurse with Hospice Hawaii, um, a job that I love to do, but there was something else that I needed to do, and that was to teach um, Hawaiian culture and values and to share the message of love and aloha with everyone. And as it is now, I'm, um, I'm teaching, but I'm also looking for other places in which to share this knowledge. Um, I do management workshops to teach Hawaiian values and teach the head, neck, shoulder, arms, lomi, lomi. I do blessings for homes and businesses um, to clear away uh, the things of the past and to bring in positive energy. And uh, these are just some of the things that I do. And I would love to hear from you if you have any ideas or if you know of a, a connection that could use a, a little Hawaiian touch to it. I would be very honored to hear from you. 
Oh, it, yeah, and you don't just do that here in Hawaii, but you do that on the mainland as well, or even, um, I think, you've gone to Japan, right, in different areas? Yes. I mean, you'll go, you'll, you can do different teachings and different workshops or blessings anywhere, not just here. Yes, and I, I can share this depending on what you want. I will build a workshop around it according to what your needs may be. And, you know, I would, I would like to share... Um, some of the experiences from Lomi Lomi. You know, Lomi Lomi massage um, is very spiritual. People ask, well, how is it different from other types of massage? And the answer to that is you breathe the ha, which is a breath, and with this breath, it pushes the energy through more than um, the touch itself, but it'll, it'll move through the spirit as well and through the whole body. Instead of doing a deep tissue massage, I can press in a moderate um, pressure without, um, you know, utilizing too much of my physical energy. It's a spiritual energy that comes through me as a, a tool for healing. I'm not the healer. I'm simply the, the instrument. And the energy comes through me from God and touches the lives of other people. You, you know, um, I also teach my students how to use their spiritual gifts to discover what their gifts are and um, how they can use this to help other people. And I would like to share a few of the experiences with you of, uh, of people as they have experienced Lomi Lomi, both here on the mainland and in Japan. And, yes, I'd um, love to hear them. Okay, there's one about a young man. I had, I did a, a demonstration for Lomi Lomi, and um, as I, I usually pick very carefully who it is, I'll do the demonstration and who lays on the table. Spirit usually picks that person for me. Well, I had just said, well, let me see who I'll do the demo on, and there was a man who had walked into the class, um, very tall man, and he, he had bushy, wild hair and even wilder-looking eyes. And he walked up to the front and he said, I'll be the person on your table. <laughs> and I was kind of surprised, but I said, okay. <laughs> so as he lay on the table, I did um, the Lomi Lomi on him. And there is a part in this Lomi Lomi, when you're done with the physical massage itself, it is about uh, finding all of the places where emotions are held in the body and releasing it. And this is the uh, ho'oponopono of the emotional body. As I held my hand over his heart, and my intent was to feel his emotions from the heart, there was such sadness that came out. It almost, it almost brought me to tears. And, and the words that came out of my mouth were, it was not your fault. Um, you... It wasn't because of you that this had happened, and um, don't feel the guilt. And then as I moved on and I listened for messages of spirit for him, I saw a woman in a, in a caftan with this flowing, bright color um, uh, dress, and her hair was up. And then I saw the next scene was, it was like a, a picture on a TV screen, it was a dolphin, and it was right up close where I looked right into his eyes. And um, I shared this with this young man. 
Well, after the massage was done, he didn't say much of anything. He got up, and then he said to me, do you want to know about who you saw? And I said, yes. And his heart was just breaking, and he said to me, I I teach martial arts for children. And he said, "Um, we had a competition in a neighboring city, and so I took a, a bunch of the kids with me, And on the way there, there was a terrible accident, and two of the boys were killed. And he said, I carry that guilt in my heart. I have carried it for years, and I don't know how I can forgive myself. And and the words from spirit to him were, you're not, don't feel that guilt anymore. It wasn't your fault. And this had started the ball rolling to the healing of his heart and and the sorrow that was held there. He said the woman that I saw was his grandmother, his Native American grandmother, who was such a positive force in his life. And he said for the dolphin, he had been swimming one day and he came across a dolphin that was dying and he tried to help it. And the dolphin looked at him straight in the eye and with a voice as clear as a bell said, I'm okay. It's it's all right. Don't worry. And the dolphin died. And he said these were some some big changes in his life. And through this Lomi Lomi, it brought it to the surface, and he was able to heal his life. And year for years later, whenever I did a demonstration in his city, um, he would come. And one year, he brought me a dolphin, um, a candle. And it was such a change over him that I I couldn't believe it was the same person, Um, such a loving and careful, uh, caring man. Yeah, the Lomi Lomi stuff is is incredibly spiritual. I have had um, regular massages. I love massages. I'm a huge fan. And uh, and usually... um, they're very grounding for me because of the line of work I'm in. It, it's helpful um, to be grounded. And um, But Lomi Lomi is a little different. You have a whole other spiritual thing that goes on at that time. And um, you can definitely yes. tell. It, it is multifaceted. It's more, uh, there's the physical, there's the emotional healing, um, and also uh, the spiritual part where... I teach the students how to hear messages. Everyone can hear. The problem here is we often discount what we hear. So it is about reinforcing your gifts as well. Um, You know, in some of the experiences, um, it's healing um, in many ways. There was a a lady who, as she lay on my table, I saw a little dog, a little white fluffy dog, and he was just running around. This is from from the spiritual point of view, like from the third eye. And this little dog carried a pink uh, flower in his mouth. And as I spoke the words, the person on the table just broke down and cried and cried. And when she could finally speak, she said that um, she didn't have any children and her little dogs were her her children. And One of them became very, very sick, and she had to put her to sleep. And this had weighed so heavily on her heart, it was like she couldn't forgive herself. The little dog that I saw, the little fluffy white dog, was her her little dog. 
and she had put a little pink flower on on his box um, before she buried him. And here he um, he had it in his mouth and was running around and and so joyful as if to say, "Don't worry, Mom. I I understand and I love you." And 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 these are messages of love that will will always carry on and be remembered. Yeah, that's really, um, so it, it's almost too, you teach your students and, and even for you, you kind of also do some channeling as well um, with connecting in with spirit to, to heal the body um, as well as doing the physical. You're, connect, you're, yeah. you're teaching them to connect with spirit um, and, and heal the spiritual then. Yeah, or the emotion. and you know, everyone can do it and, and I don't even call it channeling, I just call it spirituality where we, we just listen. I, the spirits who have passed on to the other side, I think they really want to show their loved ones that they're okay and that they don't need to grieve for them any longer. And so when they know that you can hear, they're there to, to share the messages of love. And people say, well, how do I know it's not a negative spirit or an evil spirit that's speaking before we even do the massage, we say a prayer, a pule, and we ask for protection. We ask that only the highest good come through. And this is exactly what happens. Uh, the messages that have come have healed um, even those who have had pain in their hearts for, for the longest time. Right. And, you know, that's a, um, you also work with shells. Um, yes, do, I do. Is it, yes, is it just? It's really you amazing, you, you know. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, do you teach your students to work with shells too, or do you just I work do. with the shells? I do. I teach them to work with shells. You know, my shells are my babies. I call them my babies because remember in, in the Hawaiian culture how everything is alive. Well, shells are living tools that uh, know your intent. And what they can do, when I lived on a Hawaiian heiau in Waimanalo, I was shown by spirit how to use shells in an amazing way. And uh, what they can do is they can absorb pain and uh, tension. I, I had a man from New Zealand who could not lift his arm um, even up to his sh uh, shoulder height. And using the shells, I was able to pull out all the tension there, loosen it up, sort of like a, a screwdriver, you know, righty-tighty, lefty-loosey to loosen it up. Right. And he lifted yep. his hand over his head. Now, this has happened in many, many cases. Um, yes. And he was so overjoyed. And I learned later that he had fallen off of a truck in New Zealand and had not been able to raise his arm for five years. And it took five minutes to uh, release attention in his arm, and, and he was raising it and overjoyed. Yes, I've actually heard many of stories of you helping people like that. And I know um, because we're getting down to the end of the show, can you give people your phone number again to, uh, to contact sure. you if they would like to do any of the things that we talked about? Sure. My, my phone number is area code 808. 228-3813, or if you'd like to email me, my email um, is kumukaren, K-U-M as in Mary, U, Karen, K-A-R-E-N, 
at gmail.com. So you can uh, call me or email me, and um, I will get back to you. Yes, and I also have your website on the Blog Talk um, page that um, they can go to, um, which should have your email and contact information on there. There's also a YouTube clip clip on there that everyone should take a look at if you haven't got, gotten to take a look at that as well. Um, so those are on the Blog Talk page. And, and then also um, you have a Facebook, and, and I have you on my Facebook. Um, my website is jenniferopsychic.com. You can uh, go to my Facebook from there or email me, and you can contact Kumo through there. So thank you. Again. I appreciate you being on the show. Um, it's wonderful to have you on all the time, and I love to hear the stories. So enjoy your workshop in Maui. You're going to be um, having two in March, right? Yes. And in April, weekend. we have more. Take yes, a look at so my website and under calendar, and you can see the other events. You know, I'm really excited to share this with with the listeners here, and um, please let me know what I can do to help you in in what you are planning in your life, and to share the aloha with with you. I will. Thank you, Kumu. Aloha, everybody from Hawaii. Thank you, Aulani. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha, Kaleo. Aloha.